I'm Perjan. And I'm Michelle. And you're listening to Good Goods, a good good podcast where we design and sometimes make the goodest goods. So uh, what did we do last week? Uh, we were doing scissors, the pop in, pop out scissors. Oh, right. Yeah. And Hello, listeners. This is Michelle, editor of Good Goods, here to tell you about a terrible tragedy. My audio from last week's episode was lost, and so a great product will never come to light. Last week's product fixed the issue of how everyone owns so many pairs of scissors, and also knives, but aren't scissors just really two knives? And so, we created a scissor knife system, where you could switch out different blades with your knife, and then snap another handle on to use two blades at the same time, and thus have a pair of scissors. And every time you swapped out a piece, it made the great sound from the Nintendo Switch commercials. We called it the scissor switch. But the packaging for this item, just so you know, reads Japanese scissors. They look like nunchucks, but with scissors. I mean, with scissor blades on the end. Yeah, they look like two little knives. They're just two knives. But there's knives. like a weird wire um, connecting but, them, right? Yeah, and they're just like, yeah, and the wire is stiff, so you can just like push it together, and it's like scissors. Whoa. Scissors. They're just two knives. We actually stole the idea from Japan. Um, Are but there legal like, issues that we have to contend with? Uh, well, see, there's actually sort of this long-standing American tradition of taking things from Asia and uh, turning them into like these sort of consumerist, modern, uh, elite things like meditation and yoga. Mm. And we've kind of just continued that tradition and everyone really likes it again. So winning formula, guys. We're culture um, vultures. Yeah. Well, we are both Asian, actually. Oh, that's true. But so. we're back, like, I mean, a lot of good, good customers are white. I mean, I don't judge. It's all good either way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're culture vultures then. We're just messengers. We're just, uh, I don't know. Maybe we're like, but maybe we're like the planters um, peanut selling our own kind. Mm, I mean, that guy's a little dark. He's like the chicken guy who also sells his own kind. Yeah. For consumption, literal consumption. Literal consumption. So we're not doing that, at least, I mm-hmm. guess. Anyway, the super popular. Low. Everything's good. Um, at least financials are, we're in the, in the, what's the color? The black? Yeah. The black is good. I, I think green is green. really good because green is the color money, right? At least in America. Right. Yeah. So we're in the green. Um, nice. But that, that's also good when you're playing golf. Yeah. And sports metaphors <laughs> are sort of a, a, a money thing. I mean, a yes. lot of athletes do have a lot of money. That's true. That is how business works. Yeah. Well, at least at first. Um, hmm. Anyway. Okay. So, you know, the reason I asked about um, the scissor switch is a lot of people are coming up to me and I'm getting a lot of little interesting requests, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, our good friend, Michael Liu, actually approached me at the opera one day. He had like a cool little mask on with like, you know, the, the one eye uh-huh. o- ocular thing. What's it called? A monocle. Yes. Very fancy boy. Yes. And uh, he he's actually um, thinking about opening up a coffee shop in L.A. Mm-hmm. But he's not necessarily doing it because he needs to, the money or anything like that. Yeah. He's like a rich dilettante who just wants to impress his friends. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks for the, the idea, Michael. Like, I think we're really looking to get on this uh, coffee shop train. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that. When you made this uh, mention offhand in a coffee shop to me, you definitely wanted us to create an entire fiction about you at the opera. <laughs> no, continue. He loves the opera. He does. So uh, <laughs> that's the one thing I know about Michael Lou. Yep. Um, of the many things. So anyways, like while, you know, the fat lady was singing and other opera things were happening, mm-hmm. um, he was telling me that it's more about a statement. He wants to make a statement um, about what he thinks a coffee shop could be that people aren't necessarily seeing. 
Yeah. Um, so he he wanted like you know the good good feel, the good good guarantee, um, the same sort of treatment we did with our friends at um, the Holiday Inn or the Seven Seasons. Mm-hmm. Oops. Yep. And uh, yeah, um, it seems like an interesting opportunity. Like business is going well. We don't need the money either. We're not consulting for the money. This is going to be more of like an artistic mind bending collaboration. I think. Yeah, I'm really into the creative challenge around a coffee shop because there are so many coffee shops, but I think that. None of them quite have that good goods feel. There's definitely mm-hmm. like, but what's the ideal coffee shop? Because I think most coffee shops, because they're not usually going for the um, quite as much of a design bent as we would be looking at it. I mean, there's like money considerations. Since money isn't a consideration here, what could we do? I mean, I think the trap that coffee shops fall into is focusing on the coffee. Like coffee's important. Mm-hmm. But good coffee is easy to find now because everybody's focused on the coffee. Does that mean that good coffee is just a baseline, though? Or is that what you're saying, I guess? Yeah. So we, we have good Absolutely. coffee. Everyone knows I think it's an expectation. It's all sorts of yeah. single country sourced beans that you then cold press. And I drink a lot of coffee. I don't know if you could tell. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> they power us. Yeah. Um, I think there's like an equivalent like to blood diamonds and coffee. And we, we have like the non-blood diamond coffee. So like... Yes. Yeah, that's that, a, that makes a nice sense. talking point. Ethical, fair trade, yep. um, white diamond coffee. Is yeah. that the opposite that of a blood sound... diamond? Yeah, that doesn't Why sound... white? <laughs> what are... It sounds a little colonial, it if does. I'm being yeah, real. It does. <laughs> yeah. You rested the coffee from those savages. The good coffee, the, the best uh, diamond coffee, I don't. Hmm. I've kind of got uh, off track here. We could just call it Good Goods Coffee or Good Good Coffee. Yeah. Um, and I think that's fine. Like, you know, we just, you know, we have some friends with some farmers, maybe some local LA roasters and mm-hmm. whatnot. Yeah. Um, and we don't, we let them do the work. It's cool. Yeah. Um, I think people come here for, for more of a experience. And I guess what we have to start with is what kind of feeling and what kind of experience do we think kind of captures Good Goods magic? Because you can go to any cafe for the cafe. Yeah. But like what would make a cafe like a good goods cafe, but still feel like a cafe, like functionally, like, you Mm -hmm. know, it's a it's a place you want to hang out, spend some time. Well, so is it is it a hangout cafe? Because I guess I mean, I think a big divisive uh, cafe question is whether your cafe has free Wi-Fi or not, because if you put in the free Wi-Fi, all the everyone comes and they're just sitting alone at their tables and with their laptops making calls and doing work in our new remote culture workplace. Um, but so you're are you saying that like the issue maybe necessarily isn't Wi-Fi, but that people aren't talking to each well, other? I like guess, that's a thing that's we might my, want to encourage. That's the thing is like I kind of like it when I go to a coffee shop and it's not completely full of people talking to each other because that gets really loud. Mm. When, I, when I'm going to a cafe, like I usually want it to the tone to be a little lower than like a pub or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you want like a lot of times people do go to, to cafes on their own and they, you know, you want to read the newspaper or, you know, take a moment yourself with yourself and the quiet and the caffeine. I don't know. Um, but I, but I guess it feels like maybe these are at odds with each other and they're two different cafe focuses, uh, specializations. I don't know. At some point you upgrade your cafe and you have to pick a specialization. And the Mm -hmm. question is, do you want like a very people focused cafe? So you're looking for more of like a calm, serene kind of coffee shop. I, I mean, I personally am, but also, I mean, I think that's sort of a good goods thing. Like good goods doesn't want to make any assumptions about, 
I don't know, it should be about the experience and not about the people you experience it with. Okay, fair enough. But this I think people thought. are inherently part of the experience. I think the where it falls flat is when we're talking about, one, either people being very antisocial or two, people being too social, right? Like, you know, the screenplays and whatnot. So maybe yeah. there's like an intimate version yeah. of a cafe where we it's sort of optimized for the one to two person experience with like it it does things that encourage you to like have quiet soft conversations okay yeah what does that is it in a library actually i think that's been done that's not very original and it doesn't feel very good okay i mean my mind goes to music playing in the background and i think music Mm. design is a lot of what a cafe is so we can have that soft soft jazz you know have like a really cool you know like you should be smoking but don't worry you don't have to smoke because smoking's not cool kids yeah. vibe i think hmm i don't know if i got any more thoughts beyond jazz i guess here how do we keep people from thinking oh there's music playing time to talk louder since my friend can hear me over the music like how do you specifically entice people well that's the thing if the music is loud then people will try and talk over it right like that's the bar thing but if the music is soft and wafting and it's like really chill and comforting maybe but maybe um, you're like it doesn't necessarily even have to be live maybe you up with but... someone though and like you wanna and and so that how do we prioritize the cafe over your meeting or how do we how do we discourage the meeting i guess do we either if... discourage the meeting or do we encourage them that are meeting to like lean into each other kind of like a romantic yeah. almost kind of thing see i like that i i just i haven't quite figured out i don't think the music alone does that where it encourages two people to lean in and no no, no not alone yeah. it doesn't do that but that's one one of many recipes or ingredients that we use to build do that we feeling angle the i chairs, think the chair backs so that they're they're actually leaning in and that's the most comfortable way to sit in them well you don't want to well here's the thing <laughs> You're, if you bring someone to this cafe, uh-huh. that can't be the default. Then it's like a little thirsty, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But we want that opportunity to be very frictionless. So maybe the chairs are like, they look like they're, you know, pointing straight ahead, mm-hmm. but they angle very easily. Like there's a pivot underneath and they only Ooh, angle towards each other. All right. I like that. Like it's not a 360 spin. It's mm-hmm. just a nice little gentle angle. I You could almost do that with the chairs at the window because I assume that there are chairs at the windows. So, you know, everyone likes to people watch and LA is such a bustling city full of cars um that's what i know about la you can car watch i i kind of like the flexibility of this as well you can be one person sitting at this spot or you can be two people who turn in towards each other and suddenly that space has a new connotation but you can't be three people because one person's stuck in the middle and it's awkward yep no i think when we have these sort of chairs that pivot and maybe have like little triangles on the desk that sort of like it's not like a cue that's like you have to turn here it's just yeah. like everything is has this geometric thing that's sort of going into each other mm-hmm. that like mentally maybe that just sinks into your consciousness and you're just like maybe i'll bend too i like that and you know what else is well so maybe maybe we add some sort of angle angular parts to the walls mm. i'm thinking here is um we want something organic yep i think something that a lot of co- almost every coffee shop does and maybe this is a place where we can really differentiate ourselves is they're all very um rectangular yes like you know everything is pretty much on a grid you know even if you have circular tables they're all sort of laid out in a grid Mm -hmm. the walls are all perfectly straight and at 90 degree angles um maybe and i mean i'm sure there are structural reasons for this um but there's no reason why you can't put you know facades in front of those almost like there are like little funnels 
they're sort of suggested. Exactly, suggestive. Alcoves, um, sort mm. of like just many alcoves, and you're sort of sitting in an alcove with someone if you want, um, but mm-hmm. it still feels pretty open. Only two seats per alcove. Right. So that also encourages the two people thing. Right, but also maybe you can turn a little bit away from each. They start off maybe like... If facing ahead is zero degrees for the sake of our math, 45... No, no, it's um side to side is zero degrees. And then if like it's 45 degrees, you come in towards each other. The opposite should be 45 away from each other. So you can't back to back, but you can, yeah, you can kind of get like a non-associative lean. Yeah, you, you can either non-associative lean or associative lean. Exactly. Um, the lean cafe. That's not a good name, but something like that. But that'll be our... our... It's a funny name. <laughs> it is. Because of the drugs, I guess. Do we talk about drugs a lot on this podcast? I feel like we Wait. might. What drugs? I, I Did we talk? No, Maybe I, I'm no, confusing I, this podcast with another conversation. No, I know. I, we do talk a lot about drugs on this podcast, okay. but I don't understand what the Lean Cafe has to do with drugs. Oh, Lean is like a street slang for, I get I forget the name of a drug, but it's like a popular, at least for the moment, drug. Really? Yeah. I oh. think it's called Lean because it chills you out or something. I mean, it's, that yeah, doesn't make up. any sense to me, but, but I believe drug. you. Yeah. Uh, lean, purple drink. Oh, it's not... Hmm, it might also be called Purple Drink. <laughs> I don't know what drug this is. Let's see, Urban Dictionary. I can trust you. Um, <laughs> no. Ugh, these are all cocktails. A narcotic drink that makes the user feel extremely drowsy and often euphoric. Okay. Lean must contain the following in order to be authentic. Promethazine and codeine. So, meth and codeine, basically. Oh, Okay. So, you know, it's just two existing drugs. Anyways, that's like an association that the hip cool kids will get, but normals won't. <laughs> normals which like I think me. is kind of cool. That is kind of cool. Yeah, and it doesn't it doesn't sound if if we put it in the right like font and stuff, it'll it'll feel lean as in minimalist and not lean as in like calorie light. True. I guess from what we've described though, it doesn't mm. sound very minimalist, like in a stark, brutalist sense to me so far. It well, sounds almost like a very visually exciting cafe. Oh, see, I'm I'm thinking, um, at least right now, based on what we've described, there's all sorts of interesting angles and stuff, but there isn't a lot to it. There's chair uh, slash table connected pieces. So it's a single chair table piece per person. So that's only one piece of furniture per person like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we haven't talked about colors at all. Like, That's a really good point. I think maybe instead of discussing colors, we should first start with warmth level. Not necessarily temperature, but like I visual was warmth. Say textures. Textures and warmth. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah they're both those connected. Are, those are completely So like tied. the texture yes. of wood is very warm, like mahogany, mm, yeah. you know, stuff like that. But w- wood is also really nice. I mean, wood is a nice in between between something that has like fuzz or fur or like a oh, softness to it. You're um, crazy which, with it. Yeah, I mean, because okay. that would be like super intimate is like a squishy couch, right? Um, or a love seat, you know, something that's got kind of fuzz to it. But maybe, you know, if we're going for this like lean vibe, then, you know, we do want something slightly cooler than that, mm-hmm. but not so cold as to be like metal, because then we're starting to get this like industrial warehouse feel. Yeah, which a lot of coffee shops have. And I I absolutely hate that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just it's certainly it's been done. Definitely. Um, yeah. But, but instead, Especially just, in like, LA. just like nice wood. Um, and, and I'm thinking and if each of these little alcoves has like sort of an open window then there's Ooh. a lot of light coming in which is yeah. nice um, and you sort of have wood and what do you think white walls 
Um, maybe the walls could be, you know, those tiles, those little tiles that you see kind of associated with like Greek islands and whatnot and kind of in bathrooms, but a nicer version where there's like little patterns made out of tiles, like nice subways, but not a subway. What? I mean, what if those tiles were made of wood? Oh, well then we'd have like a ski lodge kind of thing. Yeah. Well, they could be wood like Mahjong tiles and they have like cool, intricate like carvings and whatnot on each one. And we wouldn't have to like. That's fun. Yeah. We wouldn't have to like go out of our way to custom make it. We just go to a Mahjong shop and buy them out. Yeah. Let's just make the walls out of Mahjong tiles. Okay. That's yeah. And that adds a little bit of a pop of color Mm -hmm. without, but like it's still primarily like whitish, which is nice. Also, uh, Mahjong tiles are definitely made out of a lot of stuff other than wood. But I really like this idea of like. (laughs) Like carving is another like similarly like warmish feeling thing without going into the the like fluffy territory. Yeah, I think what else is really cool about this is like when you have like intricate details in a small area, but like, you know, across like a large wall, Mm -hmm. it kind of makes the space feel smaller and closer together because it's like it's i don't know like compared to like a flat white expanse there's just something about the details that draws you in right you do kind of want to lean in again just Mm -hmm. to like look at the walls or like you know i bet um it's going to be one of those things where i and i totally run into this in restaurants where there's some sort of fascinating like wallpaper or something but i don't notice until i go to use the restroom or and i'm like waiting in line or whatever and then you have this moment to yourself and you're like just looking around and you're like, oh my God, this is really nice. And then you kind of, you realize that there was a more depth to this place than you ever imagined. with stuff like that, you feel it before you notice it. You do. You definitely yeah. do. And like, yeah, humans are like super perceptive, even though they're not so much on the, on the surface level. Um, mm-hmm. And, and like there, yeah, it'll, it'll draw you into the space and it'll feel, um, it'll feel like someone really cared because there's all these small details that have been put together yeah, for you. Exactly. What about brass? What's your, what are your feelings about yeah, brass? brass is like a really, it's like the perfect combo I mean, of those things. Okay, yeah, yeah. It is. So yeah, we have a little bit of yeah. wood, a little bit of brass. I think there's a cool pattern brass we could do there. Yeah, brass accents, yes. Yeah, and you could also, um, you can definitely have like brass in your actual coffee making tools mm-hmm. as well. Those exist. I've seen them. So I know we mentioned or I said that like the coffee part doesn't matter. Okay. And like when we're talking about like the beans and the flavor and all that shit. Yeah, I don't think it does. But the coffee making prep. Exactly. So what everybody does with coffee machines Mm -hmm. is like, you know, the coffee machine sort of behind the counter. It's like a little it's a big espresso box that you turn dials and shit happens. Right. (laughs) But there's another way to make coffee is that like you grind the beans, you put them in like a cool medical flask Mm -hmm. and then you pour water over it and stuff like that. And we could. Yeah, exactly. And if we do pour over for people, mm-hmm. there's like more of like a um, entertainment aspect to it a little bit. Oh, I super love this because it um, it sort of brings it to the level of a tea ceremony mm. um, because there are like tea shops where you go and the whole point is like, all right, well, here's your leaf and like I'm going to set it down for you and then I'm going to pour the water, which is just such a soothing mm-hmm. act to witness water pouring. Also, a soothing act to not be in charge of. Um, because you're like, oh, that's hot water. I don't have yep. to deal with it. It's just going to be done for me. Um, I think the way pour over works, though, is you can't... Unlimited pours don't work. Like, I guess it's just like tea. Like, it starts to lose its flavor after the second one. Oh, okay. Well, Maybe that's not a bad thing, though. We don't want people to stick around forever. Yeah. Yeah, that's get true. unlimited coffee. Yeah. Um, you know, when we just said it out loud, do cafes imply food? Um, you know, they do a little. Or is coffee only okay? I think okay. coffee only okay. is okay. So what do you... Um, and maybe that is one way to keep people from sticking around too long, is to just have coffee. On the other hand, 
No, I think it's expected that you have at least something to like nibble on. You don't need a lot. You know, we could only have like mm-hmm. one or two baked goods available or something. Okay. So like the classic move is like a croissant and I love croissants mm. and that's cool. Mm. But is it, I mean, one, it's like a little too obvious, but the other side to it is like, you know, this idea of the lean cafe and the feelings we want people to feel and maybe the, maybe potentially the intimacy that they, they gain. Um, is there a better food for that? Right. Yeah. It's kind of embarrassing to eat a croissant in front of someone. You're just like, oh, don't mind these crumbs. Don't look at me. Like, and it's huge and you just want to take a bite into it. It's but not. Like, it's like flaky. Uh, it's you got shit all flaky. over your face. Who wants, who wants to kiss that? Right. Yeah. And it's great. But like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's comfort food. That's not, that's not intimate food as much. Yeah. Maybe we're not going the baked goods route because like, so baked goods are crumbly. They're flaky. These are all delicious sounding adjectives. I just thought of a thing though. Oh. So yeah, exactly on that, on that point. Mm -hmm. Like, so I've been, I was playing Persona 5. I spent more hours than I care to admit playing (laughs) it. Um, And one thing that's really interesting about it, and maybe this is only a Japan thing, Mm -hmm. or maybe it's just unique, is um, you hang out in this place that's a combination of a... um, coffee shop Mm -hmm. and curry spot it's called like the leblanc cafe and like just that combination like so basically the guy has like a couple beakers going on Mm -hmm. but he's also got like a slow cooker that he preps every morning Mm -hmm. so people come into the cafe and like give me some coffee give me some curry like a crazy combo like that that's like not baked goods and like totally something different might work i don't know if curry curry is not intimate food so yeah i don't think curry is an intimate food although man that's although actually i mean it's a little intimate but like I, I don't think what kind of curry curry doesn't feel lean cafe to me. I mean, then, yeah, then yeah, we're true, leaning true. in like a super Japanese direction. Um, mm-hmm. and like, yeah, ready with the mahjong tiles. Right, That's we did true. that last week with the scissors. So um, unknowingly, wait, is mahjong mahjong's not Japanese? It's Chinese, yeah. I'm racist. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, I was. That's partly me wondering and being like, I swear. No, uh, it I matter. actually have no idea. I can see it though. Yeah. Anyway, um, so let's let's try and narrow it down. So like a food that pairs well with coffee. A food that sort of works in an intimate setting or by yourself. Um, a food that's also kind of warm and warm in tone and warm in feeling. Yeah. Um, that mm-hmm. you could eat on like a date, potentially. Uh, let's... Yeah. Yeah, you want a good date food, yeah. definitely. Because this, this, this cafe, it's not going to entirely be dates, but like, it's a great mm-hmm. spot for dates. Like, it, the whole point is intimacy and this really well thought so out chop- thing pastries out entirely from the consideration yeah for the previous f- oh, mention no, okay I'm with you on that. so we, we don't want it i guess i can't think of a thing that fits this but i'm starting to think of things that aren't because you know we don't want anything that makes too much of a mess uh-huh. we don't want anything that has too strong of a flavor around like like you don't want like garlic or yeah, whatever you know it's those gotta like make date your mouth kissable after right definitely. maybe more so um, than before which might help maybe something small because okay, again yep. we mentioned small details are intimate um, it's much easier to eat small things without looking just like gross. Yep. Um, you know, like even if you, and I don't think this should be our thing, but like you think of like tiny sandwiches, you know, it's so easy. If you had a regular sandwich, sometimes you're, you're just biting into it and it's awkward and mm-hmm. you know, your toppings are sort of sliding around. But if you have a mini sandwich, you just kind of delicately take a bite and you're very dateable in that moment. Yeah, that's true. I'll date anyone eating a tiny sandwich. <gasps> I thought of one. Okay. So I was watching because I'm going to France soon for oh. a temporary amount of time. Oh, did I not cool. tell you this? I, I think you mentioned it now that I think about it. Okay. And I completely <laughs> forgot. That's awesome. One of the things that I'm looking forward to trying is mm-hmm. so the French eat eggs sometimes as a main course. 
And so like, you know, there's like how we eat omelets, but there's not like a thing on the side. But like eggs, but like with truffles on it or something like that to like class it up a little bit. I've never had a truffle, but they look cool. Oh my God. That could like blow some minds. That would blow my mind because eggs are my favorite food in the whole world. Eggs are fucking great. Oh my God. Eggs. Yeah. Because because it's got, it hits that like proteiny spot without yep. being a thing eggs and coffee heavy. already yeah. pairing in breakfast I do that all but the time. we will be yeah. elevating it to a brunchy afternoon snacky mm. late night evening it works time. any time of the day it does yeah. and there is this whole issue of eggs being like completely relegated to breakfast and it's like why i mean the egg is you know like there's no reason why it needs to be a breakfast food and it's super weird that people associate that with breakfast only i also like the Mm -hmm. egg in this context because we're showing people like hey we're making your coffee in real time it's kind of like a thing you do you can do the same with eggs you can have like a skillet and you can like flip it and stuff or whatever um you know you can shake it up to like make them scrambled so there's like a little bit of that it's not like you go to a coffee shop and it's like which one of these stale ass old pastries do you want from the from the crazy window it's just like, I want eggs and a d- exactly. Yeah. And, and like, just there are different it. ways. There that. are actually so many different ways you can prepare eggs without needing a lot of ingredients because mm-hmm. forgetting whatever you get on the side, which could be, you know, mushrooms or spinach or ham or, you know, there's so many things you could pair with eggs. Um, yes, absolutely. But like just thinking of the simple egg preparation themselves, like that's, there's a whole, you know, like section of a cook of being a chef that's just different ways to cook eggs where it's like well how do you scramble them correctly how do you poach them how do you soft boil them and then you put it in one of those little cups and you get a tiny spoon and clink around the side and eat it Ooh, yeah so you can you can dial up your classiness level with those choices absolutely and they are quite small you know all of these things come in quite small pieces one egg is is like a nice yeah it's a delicate amount three eggs is a meal right but it's the same ingredient we just multiply it um, and and it, it is small enough. It comes in small enough pieces that, you know, either you maybe you have an egg on toast and it's like um, poached. So you get that fun like spill of. Yolk. Oh, yeah. When it. Yeah. Kind of cascades out in a golden. Uh, I was going to say golden shower. But anywho. <laughs> <laughs> um, but maybe, you know, you have you have like a small fork and you're eating bits of scrambled egg and it's very charming and your date is very into you. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd date anyone eating scrambled eggs. The garçon can come around and, and, and it, do the it pepper is, it's pretty French. thing if you want. I mean, I don't know. Already. Very French. Very chic. So we've got my favorite two things are French and Japanese in terms of like design yeah. and whatnot. So like and this they, is like a perfect kind of really like well double whammy. Too. Like the two cuisines yeah. partner well together. There's definitely a lot of borrowing when it comes to that. Their bakery and cafe es- aesthetic um, line up really well as well. Let's see. Okay, so I feel like we're killing yeah, it right I, now. Yeah, I think so. Um, while the iron's hot, is there anything else we're missing? Oh, I've got I got a small detail, but if there's big things, let me know a, before we go there. Large. I mean, yeah, I think there's a lot of small details to flush out. How big are the plates? They're small, and just that's very intimate, obviously. Yeah. Um, how nice is the bathroom? Very nice. Super nice. Super yeah. nice. We get a Japanese And we don't toilet. do that bullshit where you put like a stupid like key code or weird key thing. No, 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 thing. no, no. I mean, it's just a fucking washroom. You can right, go in it's a if washroom. you want. Yeah. You know what? You're coming through because you have kids. Like, go ahead. Use the, yeah. the washroom. I can be dicks um, about it. Right. But, you know, but yeah, just a really nicely designed small sink. Like, oh my God, I have like a <laughs> mental list of all the cafes in New York that I've been to with Oh my God. Uh, you got to share this um, list. <laughs> Blue bottle coffee, such a nice bathroom. Mm. Like, it's not even it's not even like luxuriously nice, but it makes my top five in New York because because I have that list. 
um, because it's just such a nice, effective use of space. Sick. Okay. Yeah, I feel like Blue Bottle like, does have a little of. bit of kindredness to us, but we are a little bit more whimsical and a little bit more sort of intimacy. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Inviting. Maybe. I mean, Blue Bottle. If you wanna, if you want us to. Like if you want to serve us to serve Blue Bottle Coffee at this, I'd be so down. Blue Bottle Coffee is yeah, amazing. Yeah, it's got it's good brand good. recognition. That's like we said, we it didn't want to do it independently. We want to go to a third party, right. so that totally works. Yeah, I mean they're they're good goodsy, definitely. Um, and then we'll just provide the design. We'll provide the eggs. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all anyone really needs. Yeah, design and design eggs. and eggs. Okay. Um, what were you? So what was the my last you were detail was the cash register. So a thing I'm seeing a lot more nowadays is people are like, they put their iPad on like a little pivoty stand and then you swipe a yeah. thing and it's like, all right, it's cool, it's fast and efficient, and like you have a cool, you mm-hmm. know, transition between screens and stuff, and that's neat. But yeah. there's something to be said for the charm of a thing that like has like a nice little bell that dings, you know, and a little mm. cha-ching, you know, like. Yeah. Maybe maybe there's something there like we could we could source like an old I don't know if it has to necessarily be old timey but something that's a little bit more analog. You you almost want it to feel like a typewriter. Um mm-hmm. I mean it's it's a cash register, don't get me wrong, but you yeah, when you think of a cash register that goes to ding like you're you're kind of thinking of that like you know take your change box with you when you switch people like big plastic yeah but this Um, would accept credit cards i hope a product like this does this if not maybe we just make it and that's the other good goods thing but it's a little specialty but yeah like i like the idea of like and and it's got brass accents definitely like oh yeah yeah just like really solid nice like i'm almost thinking we just retrofit a typewriter to be a cash register of some you know we like get those keys and like Mm -hmm. and it also um but you know it actually doesn't it actually prints out your stuff and it has a little it would be a good stuff. base yeah the, the shape is right it's got that nice little angle it's got a little thing really for does. printing stuff out of those okay. keys just come out so nicely and they're at such fun angles mm-hmm. and it already is an item that goes to ding exactly yeah so like while you're typing it up you hear that clicky clacky sound that's just like yeah oh i love you that really accomplished something sound. yeah and it and that to that sound alone feels like a cafe along with the soft jazz yeah All right. i agree so, um, okay. yeah, that's our cafe. Yeah. Michael Liu, I hope you're happy. And I hope you give us all of the money that yeah. was agreed upon. Yeah, this definitely matches your specs that you definitely gave us when you definitely requested that we do this thing instead of mentioning it. Where we it definitely met at the opera. And it was real classy. It was mm-hmm. He's a real classy boy, as I've always said. Um, yeah, so that's good. Oh, goods. yeah. So um, um, I guess what we say is, well, at least what I say is if you like this podcast, tell a friend. Um, spread the word. Um, tweet at celebrities. Some yeah. of them are, are into good goods. Um, if you, yeah, if you Maybe. have any suggestions, requests, um, consulting gigs for us, let us know. Run into us at the opera. We're always, we're always down to give it a whirl. Um, you too could end up on this podcast as, as our muse and inspiration and guiding light. Yeah. We could always do more collaborations. Uh, cool. All right. Yeah. Well, oh, this is signing good off. Kids. Thanks for listening. Oh, yeah. And I'm Perjan. I'm Michelle. Bye. Bye.